The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the people involved and do not reflect the official policy or position of any employer, institution, or agency. Yo! Yo! Welcome back. Episode... Was it 12? 12. 12. Sibling Sauce. We're about to hit y'all back-to-back with content because we've been away for a long time, so we feel like we owe it to you guys. And... I haven't edited that first episode, so yeah. Well, I'm yeah. just gonna edit them together. Well, we can't release them at the same time because we gotta make it look like we're doing work out here. Well, we are doing work. We are. I've we been are. working all week. I've been on six flights in the last ten days. Doesn't sound like work to me, but okay. No, flying. I realize is a big work, is a big piece of uh, working for someone. Like it's one thing that to take not the, work. No, listen, it's one thing to take the train in do your eight hours and leave when you taking a two to three to four hour flight to do your job and staying overnight in a foreign place yeah to but do you're your getting job, paid for that that job. is no i'm not getting paid any extra to do that yeah but you 100 percent no extra so do you, to do that you don't get paid for travel time no i get my same salary whether i stay on the ground in new york city or whether i travel to zimbabwe you guys need a union <laughs> well, <laughs> that's a whole other story. <laughs> but at the like... current moment, I don't get paid any extra for this stuff. The only benefit I have is to treat myself to a very nice meal when I am out. Well, that's more than most people can ask for. You get in a new city, new restaurant, you know, new environment, and you don't have to pay a dime. How much? Don't you like traveling? That's not that sure. But right. what I'm saying is that I don't get paid any extra for this. Well, I mean, I've been on a if, lot of if flights. If I want to go to a new I've city. I've been delayed. I was sitting in the airport the other day, and they said, oh, your flight's coming in two hours. FYI. Listen, if what I want to go, if I want to go to a new city that I've never been to before and have food at a restaurant I've never been to before but I work and for see a, scenery that I've never been to before. I work for a Being in a hotel. That, and, and let's, let's talk about the hotel. Oh, oh, let's oh, talk about oh, the hotel. Oh. Let's talk about But the hotel. you know what? We're getting ahead of ourselves. Okay, if okay, I want to okay. go to a hotel that I've never been in before, guess who has to pay for that? Me. Well, sometimes my job will pay for it. But for the most part, I'm paying for it. So you're complaining about stuff that most people would dream to have. And what you do? Sit in a uh, uh, conference for two hours? <laughs> no, literally both... I went to Atlanta, Georgia this week, and I went to Denver and Boulder, Colorado this week. In okay, Atlanta, how much work did you really do? Okay, so listen. In Atlanta, I got there in the afternoon of Tuesday night, and I was in a, a meeting on Wednesday from 9 a.m. until 4 p.m. And I left and went straight to the airport to go to Colorado, in which I was in a meeting for from 8.30 a.m. until 4 p.m. again. It's a short day. It's not a short day when you are facilitating a meeting and your brain is being expected to retain and respond to every single comment that people make. It sounds like normal work, man. Normal, Nigga, normal work. Who do you respond to? I got bosses. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I got a pl- I got plenty of bosses. And I got people under me that's asking me questions all day. Tell me an example of the questions they ask you. Yeah, all kind of stuff. I'm the I'm like the, the, the key maker, the puzzle maker. I, I make everything fit. So when stuff doesn't fit or when I got to get all the pieces aligned together for the whole week, it's terrible. I mean, it's a lot of work. Pieces aligned, week. What do you mean? I got to do a schedule for 33-something people. Oh, that's annoying. Well, actually, it's more than 33. It's like almost 50 people. Mm. And I got to do a schedule for all of them, make sure, you know, they don't have to get off at 3 a.m. and come back at 6 a.m. We got classes Mm. we got to teach. We got things that got to be covered. We got... Events that got to be covered. We got all kind of stuff. So you kind of work. We kind of. There's no kind of <laughs> in it. It's, it's, uh, definitely. 
Replace kinda with definitely. No, I can't do that. That would be inaccurate. Well, we already know how you get down. You know, you, you're on. You're flying first class in presidential oh, suites. Oh, first class. Works. Okay, but let's talk about this presidential suite though. So I, like I said, went to Georgia and Colorado this week. Somehow I get to Colorado in this really nice historic hotel, and the guy at the registration desk says, "Oh, your room is so nice. Your room is so nice." And I'm like, "Okay, thanks." I'm thinking he's just like bigging up the the hotel. I get into my room. This joint has two bathrooms, one with a bathtub, one with a shower. One is a master bathroom, a study, a living room, and a sitting room within my bedroom. And a fireplace, two fireplaces. There's probably cameras hidden in there, too. Uh, well, maybe. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> well, maybe. But it was the nicest room I've ever stayed in. It was like... In your entire life. Probably. All over the world you've played. All, all the places in the world you've been. The, is it the nicest room? Nah, I don't know actually. Because when I went to Shanghai, there was a beautiful room. So, but nonetheless, it was one of the nicest rooms I've ever been in. And I was tired by that point because I had been in Atlanta for two days, came to Colorado. Like, I was just a little bit tired. That room was exactly what I needed. I, I took a nice bath that night. I relaxed. I woke up early the next morning, got my all my reimbursements together. It was relaxing. Like, how did it, you like Colorado? Colorado was cool. People talk about the altitude and how it's difficult to breathe there. I 100% experienced that as soon as I landed. Really? But it's not that bad. If like you're, like, running. Yeah, it's, it's like the air is thinner up there, I think. All, you call, all our Colorado listeners let us know. But I think that the air. We probably got one out of the 15. Out of our listeners. 15. Well, we got two in. Well, no, we got 13 now. Our Idaho listeners are gone. Yeah, they're definitely gone from last week. Idaho people Colorado's are gone. Idaho, come back, come back. We were just kidding. JK, JK. French fries, French fries. <laughs> but, no, like, the air is definitely crisper out there, and I know people that go out there to run have a hard time, but... I know boxers go out there to train to get their lungs. Yeah, I definitely understand, like, that lung capacity difference, but in general, it was cool. Like, I liked it. I drove past the mountains, because we stayed in Denver, but our meeting was in Boulder. So we drove 45 minutes to Boulder, and I could see the the mountains. I could see people coming down the mountains. It was really cool. And did you have a Coors Light? Is that from um? I think so. Colorado. Yeah. Tap the Rockies, Coors Light. They don't say the, Colorado, the location. Colorado, there. Colorado Rockies. Oh, yeah. the Rockies, Colorado. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. They got a lot of beer from Colorado. I mean, not a beer guy, but I'm sure there's a lot. The of people beer. I went out with didn't eat. They didn't really eat, and they didn't definitely didn't drink. I was like, oh no. Well, you go with Mormons? <laughs> no, the girl, the woman ordered tea. I said, oh, that's not like these are people that are not from my organization. They're from another organization. Uh-huh. I was like, oh, this is how you guys do things. One hundred percent. Everyone at my job when we go out to dinner orders alcohol period end of story i was like oh let me get a seltzer hmm. in my head but i had like a bunch of nips back at my room so i was fine but i was just like dang y'all not gonna drink at all well but no presidential suite i've been i have a few upcoming travels and i'm looking for suites now i feel like presidential suite is like the level i should be at hmm. i'm sorry you know you know why they call it a presidential because i deserve it well it's usually reserved for the president of who of my life, yes, that's me. I mean, there's a certain level of class and status that comes with the, the label of presidential. President of what, though? Like, Anything. president yeah, is relative. Of, of America. 
If, if so you think that's Donald that Trump, I stayed in. I don't Donald feel like Trump, Trump would like that suite. Well, he's got a bunch of hotels on his own. But if Donald Trump went to Colorado and stayed in the same hotel you had, you did, he would give be given that suite. Given or he would book that suite? I don't think you book suites when you're the president. What do you do? They give them to you usually. And nah, floor, he pays floor, for it. They get the whole floor. You don't think the government pays for it? Oh, of course. Because we pay for him to go no, to his own do. resorts. Yeah, we pay him for yeah. him to stay at his resorts. You're right. You're right. Um, but here's his where it comes in. Here's where it gets expensive. This is a sidebar. I know we're going off on a tangent. But when the president stays in the hotel, he gets the whole floor. Yeah. The floor, uh, the room and the floor underneath. For what? Somebody above. not to shoot through the floor? What the fuck? Well, you can't be under him. Why? Because if you start shooting through the floor, I don't know why they don't give you under, but they don't give you under. How would you know where the six feet of his body lays? Well, you don't, but if you start shooting, you got an attack on the president. (laughs) (laughs) Usually it's on the top. Underground attack. Usually it's the top floor, so there's nobody above you, but that whole building is cleared by Secret Service. It's not like anybody Hmm. getting in that building. Yeah. So it's usually a floor up and above and below, and the whole floor that he's on. Can't even get off the elevator. The elevator won't even stop on the floor. It was one of those hotels where you have to put your key up and then press the floor. See, if they got a presidential suite, that means they're preparing for the president. I was in the presidential suite. I felt so lucky. Well, It was the perfect way to top off a long week of travel. I kind of think you're a little underqualified for the presidential suite. (laughs) (laughs) But hey, more power to you. I am as ready as he is to be president. Okay, okay. You don't think so? Well, let me not. Say I was about no, to say honestly, like you, you don't think, think so. I'm a closet Trump supporter. So. Oh wow, wow, wow! Don't tell people that. We're gonna have two listeners by the end of this. Well, episode. I'm not. I mean, if you want to spit these lies, but I'm not a Trump I don't supporter. No, I'm not quite convinced with you yet. You're a little conservative. Just because I hand out Trump leaflets doesn't mean. It's just because you wear this red hat with <laughs> the white hat, text. MAGA. Just because you want to make America great again. Listen, no, no. Listen, I'm not a Trump supporter. Don't even say these things out loud. I'm not a Trump supporter. I don't know who I'm gonna vote for. What do you think about Bloomberg right now? He's he's in the news. Yeah, I don't know, man. Trading one billionaire for another. Don't really think um, that's what we need. But I also don't think Bernie Sanders is what we need. I'm not 100 percent sure. I don't see Trump losing. I'm not gonna lie to you. I don't see Trump losing this next election. I, I I'm with you on that. I'm wondering of all the people. So take this. I, as I said last episode, I have issues with this electability concept because I don't think we know who's electable. We thought Hillary was electable last time because she's part no, of the establishment. Hillary, she's no, not but electable. Hillary had a lot of skeletons. But here's my thing: I, I don't. I'm not sure about electability. I don't think we have a good grasp on electability as we think we do. So take electability out of it. Of all the people, Buttigieg to Biden. I like, I like Pete. Who oh, you like Pete. Like so, Pete? Why do you like Pete? He seems the most. Uh, even keeled out of all of them. Joe Biden seems a little too old and antiquated as the like the old establishment, which is not that great. Um, Sanders is all the way to the extreme. His democratic socialism is uh, I think it's a little too extreme and I mean people think it's all gravy until they until they start seeing their paychecks and start seeing what's getting cut and how much they're paying for stuff that it doesn't affect them. They're gonna be very upset about that. So you know, that's, that's that. Uh, Bloomberg, I mean, I, listen, Bloomberg wasn't bad as a mayor. People hate him. People didn't like him because of the stop question and frisk thing. But I Wait, mean, you what, added what, a step what, there. What? Stop question and frisk. Oh, yeah. It's commonly it referred to as stop and frisk. What's that extra question 
Mandate. Well, that's what it is. I stop you. I question you. I ask you what's going on. Give me some details of the Why situation. do you think it's referred to most commonly as stop and frisk? I don't know why it's referred to as that. That's kind of like some media mis... mis uh, you know, fake news? Misnomer. Fake news. That's exactly. what they say in your party. Well, you know, fake news is fake news. <laughs> it sounds like, you, sounds like you're spewing alternative facts. I don't know. But, All yeah. right. So Bernie's but, not necessarily your man. Uh, no, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, his fact, 100% fact, I'll vote for anybody other than Trump. Mm-hmm. That's a hundred percent fact. So whether whoever wins the Democratic uh, primaries and is the candidate, they got my vote. But I'd like to see. I mean, Bloomberg is probably my strongest bet. But again, that stop question and frisk thing. He's had a bad week. Why? Because of the stop question and frisk. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't come off too well. But I mean, well, they people. The people are bringing it up. They bring it up like who he, he supported it. But if you look at the crime stats when that was in effect, it was quite low. And when you look at them now, it's quite high. So, you, you know. think crime is up? I think. What are you talking about? Turn on the news. <laughs> what kind of crimes? All kind of crimes: shootings, robberies, murders, rapes. Everything is up. You know that's what I struggle with a little bit. Like, I mean, oh, don't get me wrong. The stats can be skewed and of course, misrepresented, of course, of course. but that's what they've been doing for a long time. I think that right now, I think they're actually finally just letting the numbers show what they are instead of playing with the stats and trying to make it seem like it's in their favor. But crime is up. So I have a question. This is very, very off script in a way. But who do you think commits the most crimes? In what neighborhood? In what demographic? Where, where, where are we talking? Which of 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 the races? Proportionality. In in America. In America, who? If there's like some some kind of like a hundred percent bottle, who do you think is most full? Of crimes, well, black, but, white. No, but being that white people have the majority in this country. Violent crimes. Let's let's narrow it down. Who do you think is committing more violent crimes out of a hundred percent? Who do you definitely think proportionally? You think so? Definitely. I wonder about that because I wonder like it's one thing to say like stop and frisk is a bad idea, but then I wonder like violent violent who, crimes like robberies. Who's doing it? I mean, it depends. I mean, there's certain crimes that are stereotypical for certain races. Like but, what? Like if you, somebody, I know we have stereotypes. If somebody steals your car, crimes. if somebody steals your car, you might think it's a Puerto Rican. You know what I mean? Oh wow, <laughs> you know you're taking mean? it to a whole nother level. So I if know you get that stabbed, there's... you might think it's a Spanish person. Okay, no, um, but <laughs> if you get but robbed, it's probably. I guess a my person. question is like, but if somebody steals is, your identity, I guess my question is like, who, wait, who's gonna steal your identity? Oh, I was gonna go there. Wait, 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 wait! I want to think about who that could be. <laughs> who's gonna steal? Wait, don't tell me, don't tell me. Who's gonna steal? This is mad racist. <laughs> I'm not gonna say it out loud, but I want to think a little bit. Who is going? What race is most likely to steal? Oh, got it. I know exactly what you're thinking. Period. End of story. Is, is All it, our 14 it, listeners know who is, we're talking is about. Is it from this? No, country. no, 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 no. Don't say it. Don't say it. Let's move on. So listen. <laughs> but I kind of want to know who. <laughs> no, you no, 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 no. I want to know. I'll right. tell you. I'll tell you later. We the, can't wait, lose does, does, all wait, of our listeners. Let me ask you something. Does Don't do a letter. The country start with a vowel or a consonant. <laughs> okay, uh, it starts with a consonant. Okay, now no, is no, this no, country? No, 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 no. Does this country end in listen, a vowel you're or get a consonant? Us no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> Yo, listen, I think you. I think you're saying no, 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 no. It no, ends no. in a vowel, starts with a consonant, and it might be a letter after M. <laughs> Yo, I'm not doing this with you today. Listen here. So, there are stereotypical crimes, but who do you think is committing the most? 
Who do you foul. think is that committing is the most and I'm a violent reporter. crime? Look at this. Look at this. Uh, listen, look don't put this on me. Who's committing the most violent crimes? Against our own people. Against our own people. You think you think that you think that black people are committing the most violent crimes? Real talk. Well, I can only speak about what I see in New York City, mm-hmm. and definitely in of New which York you City. have a, a particular purview. Yes, in New York City, definitely minorities, and we'll say just black people because you got Hispanics, you got you know all kind of races other than white that are committing. The violent crimes, not really. But Chinese. some of these intellectuals <laughs> that you'll talk to will say, "Blue, you know, you, not blue collar, white collar." It's more so, you know, white kids are just as lucky to be selling drugs, but they're doing it in their parents' basement as opposed to on the corner of Macon and Tompkins. Is, 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 is that is that it, or think, is no, it? No, I don't think it's just as likely. No, you I think don't. they're so you think there are like the black kids are actually more likely to be selling their drugs than the white kids. Which I, compared, I think I would to agree like with. Inner yeah. city or like suburbs, no, 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 or no, like just in, in general, representative of the race across the country. Yeah, I think you know. I don't think the, the white kids are. If you rounded drugs, up all the white teen black, drug dealers and all the black drug teen dealers, it would probably be mostly black kids. Or okay. Spanish kids. Okay. I don't know. So that's my question. I guess are we being unrealistic? Are we being, or or am I being too coonish? Am I being an Uncle Tom? Like, where is the fact? Where do the facts lay in this in this predicament? I mean, we're talking can, about stop and frisk. We're saying stop and frisk is a bad idea because it disproportionately affects Black and Hispanic. The reason the reason why stop, stop oh, and frisk or, or, or it, people. The reason why stop and frisk stop questioning frisk is a bad was bad. And actually, it wasn't bad. The reason why it was taken out of context was because if I only stop Black and Hispanic or Brown kids. Then yes, obviously I'm gonna find more things with black and brown kids. But that's what my question is. What do you think the underlying truth is? Sure, there's a selection issue. If you're looking on street corners, you're more likely to find a black and Hispanic kid. But Got the it. reason, the reason. But why if stop you weren't looking frisk, on street corners, for example, and you had some omnipotent measure of crime, these, these, who do you think is creating more crime? Still, still do you think it's equal, still, or no, do you think it's more black students? No, I still think it's more, the more minorities, black people. And I'm not saying this to be sounding par- like like partial or anything but i still think it's a minority because the reason why these things like stop question you're not gonna go to you know like let me give you right, new york city give me a good affluent um non-minority jamaica states mm, even that's a little bit minority. let's say douglaston let's yeah. say douglaston douglaston okay maybe douglaston's a little bit up for more of ps98 right the cops are not going out there stopping questioning and frisking White kids. But that's why I'm asking the underlying question. No, but however, listen. The reason why Douglas is so appealing is because the crime rate is super low. <laughs> They're not doing anything over there. Nobody's getting robbed. Nobody's getting because house the people broken are into. committing their crimes discreetly, or because the crimes I mean, are not you can't, happening. You can't rob somebody discreetly. You can't burglarize okay. somebody. No, discreetly. no, but that's you can't assault somebody. That's you can't where shoot the question discreetly. comes from. The violent crimes don't happen. In those neighborhoods. But that's where my question comes from. The, in, this argument that I've heard so many times is that they're doing the same amount of crimes. No, These, no way. Some people are on the corners doing it, so they're no more way. likely to I mean, get arrested for about, it. If you're talking some about drugs. Some people are in their parents' b- basement doing it, well, and they're talk, not you're, getting arrested for it. You're referring to drugs. Yes. If you're talking about drugs, yes, in the poorer neighborhoods, drugs typically get exchanged in a more public setting. Mm-hmm. In a hand-to-hand, mm-hmm. on the street corner, mm-hmm. in a in the lobby of a project building, or in a trap house, wherever you want to call it, in a more affluent—I uh, shouldn't even say white—but in a more affluent or neighborhood where people have more resources, you know, you come to buy drugs. I might invite you in, and we do the transaction on my kitchen counter. You know what I'm saying? So right. there's, there's a less chance. For that's you to my get question, by the I guess. Like, 
Is there some disproportionate enforcement of the law? I don't think it's disproportionate because that 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 enforcement comes hand in hand with the amount of crime. I'm mm. not like the stop question. People are not just coming out of nowhere. Yeah, they, they're not upset making these, about crime. Yeah, they're not making they're these responding things up. To a trend. Yeah, they're not just cops are not just okay. saying I want to go to East New York or Brownsville or Bed Stuy and say I'm gonna just start messing with people. But that's what people that's what shot. makes people are getting robbed, people are getting burglarized, people are getting assaulted in these neighborhoods. But so that's what makes obviously one comment a little interesting because he's like, you know, we're like that's basically what he was saying. Like we're going to where the crimes happen. That's what I'm, that is, and that's I'm not saying this in defense of Bloomberg in any measure of the word. I heard his comments secondhand, to be quite honest. But like, I, I as as a black person, I want to. I like self accountability. Like if well, we there are, is, there is if we are doing something disproportionate to other races, I would like us to call that out. If the policy is not affecting us in the same way, let's call that out too. But if we're doing something at a disproportionate rate, yeah, we and we're doing it much more we than are. another race, look, look at the let's stats. call that out too because we need to stop. Look at the stats. Look at look at the amount of assaults. Look at the amount of robberies. Look at the amount of um, um, whatever. Any any stats you want to do that 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 goes hand in hand with a violent crime. Look at the stats in a neighborhood where that's predominantly minority, and look at the stats that's in a neighborhood that's minority, my, uh, majority, you know, white or. Then that's my question. Like, I don't want us to, even if it's an internal conversation, which I don't know that we have many of those, but like, even if it's an internal conversation, let's not skip over it if we are doing crimes at a higher rate. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like, I don't want policy to, to adversely affect us. And we'll talk about this, I'm sure, at some point. We just had a big, big, big family debate about cash bail. But we'll talk about this later, but like, it's one thing if we are being unequally treated, but it's also another thing if we are well, acting I, I, unequally. I, I think it appears as unequally treated, but the end of the day, the facts are the facts, and the numbers are the numbers. If 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 I'm getting if I if I'm walking through Pennsylvania Avenue or, or I'm on Ralph Avenue wherever I'm at, my chances of getting robbed or shot or whatever are a little bit greater than I am if I'm walking down. Northern Boulevard in Douglaston, you know what I mean? So it's hmm. a, it's, a, it's a difference. Hmm. And background, and, Alex and I went to school in went to school from 3rd grade through high school in one of the wealthiest districts in Queens and we were bused out there similar to many of our friends and listeners probably we all went to school in the quote unquote nicer neighborhoods of Queens, New York rather than where we lived. Yeah, However, and- those kids were bad as hell. They were just, like, they seem so similar to me that it's, I do have to ask the question of, like, is it that we're getting caught more? Now those or are kids, we doing it more? No, because but, those kids were definitely committing crimes yeah, those, those similar kids, to us. No, 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 no. But those bad kids, well, one, I don't speak for yourself because I wasn't committing no crimes. But No, no, it's not, I wasn't one, committing crimes either, but I'm saying those kids, those kids those were kids, no angels. No, but those bad kids that are, um, that you said were bad in high school or junior high school, whatever, where are they at now? They straight. Good. But that's my question. Is it because the cops weren't patrolling their neighborhood, hemming them yeah, up I, against buildings? No, but listen. But listen. Is it because the cops weren't patrolling their neighborhoods, hemming them up against buildings mm-hmm. when they did their shit? Or is it because they truly were committing crimes at a lesser rate? That's my question. No, I, I don't think it has anything to do with the cops hemming people up. 
I mean, maybe that's a small percentage of it, but I don't. I don't think that's the. You reason. don't think they were doing crimes at a higher rate, at, at, as high of a Even rate. Even if they were doing crimes at a higher, as as high of a rate, I think that with living in those neighborhoods, with be, well being able to afford to live in those neighborhoods and being surrounded by people who are also in that neighborhood with similar backgrounds and like like minded people, even if you are a little bit deviant in the path you take. Whether, you know, straight and narrow or a little bit crooked and make left turns, right turns and might fall down the wrong path. At some point, being that you're surrounded by a bunch of people that's, will, that's going down the right path, you tend to get in line. Now, if I grew up in Brownsville and I could be smart, I could want to do good in school. But if everybody I'm surrounding myself by is, you know, deviating off the path. One. Two, my parents are working hard just to survive. Here comes, the, here comes the affluence level, the money, the level right. of, of how much the parents have to work. Like most parents, you know, if you live in those nice neighborhoods where you went to school, the parents had a job, they went to work, they came home, they were with their families, they, Not had, necessarily. they, they had nannies, they, Not, whatever it is. Yeah, they, because you know? a lot of, the, most of the kids, I went to PS98, the Douglaston school, um, and I was a class of, the fifth grade class of PS, of 1998. Most of my friends were dropped off and picked up by nannies. Okay, but there's Most supervision. of the times when I went to the... No, no, it's not supervision. When I went to their houses for play dates and things of that nature, nannies. I never saw these people's parents. Just but just either, to give you my experience. But either way, you, still, but you, Your friends were different because I feel like when you went to your friend's house, their parents were there. My, I never saw my friend's parents. No, I wasn't going over my friend's parents. Of course, I don't have any friends that had nannies. So, okay. Like, but was, we but also went super- to two different schools in the same neighborhood. Mine was the more... Like the most rich of that district. Yeah, mine was country club. Mine was like my my classmates tier. had horses and stuff. Yeah, so but I mean my parents and I also hung out with a lot of the uh, the African and black crew. You mm-hmm, know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you know we were all middle class working. At least people. the dark white crew, like the Italians and the. Well, I didn't really hang out people. with any Italians or anything you like did. that. But the there was always supervision. You know, now flip the script. Come to Brownsville. Come to, you know, whatever neighborhood you want to pick in Harlem, whatever, whatever neighborhood you want to pick. These kids get out of school. Who's taking care of them when they get out of school while their parents are working? If their parents even work. Yeah, so, that's a big so, thing. So, man. you know, if they pay, just double it short. Your parents don't work, right? So they're home. They're doing whatever. Now you come home every day and you see your mom or your dad. They're sitting home all day. They're doing whatever. Now you don't even you don't even have ingrained in you what a work ethic is. You don't know what it's like for somebody to get up every day and go to work. You get up and go to school because your parents tell you you have to. And then sometimes your parents don't even tell you you have to. It's like, oh, you want to stay home today because you got a little cough? Okay, stay home. This is obviously not indicative of everybody's situation. Or your parents are working hard for you to get out of, you know, they're working hard every day. Two jobs maybe. One job, but it's long hours. Now you get home and you're staying with a neighbor. Because that's all your parents could afford. They don't have daycare. Whatever. This situation is just not you know what lined mixes up, up for success. You know what mixes up this story a lot? And, I, and I'm hoping that our listeners can kind of follow the thread of where we're going with this. But you know what messes that story, that story line up a lot? The yeah. immigrant child. Well, the immigrant because child. Because their, their parents are working the two jobs and never home. And they're still in love. But that's discipline. That's, that's discipline. But, but that's, that, <laughs> this, is, this is bringing me back to my point. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, we yeah, have a, to a, take a, some... A kid, a kid from the Caribbean, a kid from wherever country they come from whose parents came here to make a better living, who appreciates the value of what they, of the opportunities that they have in this country is a lot different than a kid who was born here and parents are just okay on welfare, okay on EBT cards and social services. You know, or okay on low-class living. Okay, yeah, exactly. You know, if you don't strive for anything better or you don't desire anything better for you, your family, your generational kids or whatever, then, you know, you're just going to breed mediocrity. But this is my question. Is there an internal conversation of course. that we are missing out on in this whole stop and frisk crime prosecute like in in all of these conversations is there an internal question we're an internal conversation we're missing the conversation could be about policy it could be about employment it could be about gainful employment it could be about housing it could be about income equality it could be about a lot of things i'm not saying necessarily that it's a let's blame black people conversation but i do feel like we might be missing or skipping over an opportunity to have a conversation about how can we do better I think regardless of policy I think I think everybody needs to to look at themselves and say I want better for me and mine. I want my kids to be better than I was. And if everybody translates that into their behaviors over life, then if your parents did X Y like, you know, if you're third generation like your, your grandmother came here to this country, she raised your parents, you know, your parents did a little bit better than your grandparents did, and now your job is to do better than your your you know, you got to set the bar high. Your job is to do as better as you can than your parents did. And then you have kids and you want to provide for the better for them. And over time, you get better. And eventually you get to a point where you become, you know, generationally wealthy. So, But the difference is that as a minority, you're starting way later than the white person. You know what I'm saying? You're starting way, le- way later than the person who, you know been here all these years, didn't endure 400, hours, 400 years worth of slavery or whatever it is, was, and you're starting at a deficit. So that's the only difference. I, I In my opinion, I think that we just have to look at it and say, well, I'm at a deficit, but I'm going to do better than my parents did. And, and I, guess that's the, I, guess that's, I guess that's where I question, like, is but we can't a, blame it on everything. Like we like to blame stuff on. But this is my slavery, question. Reparations, like what, all of that stuff. And like, this is I had this conversation with somebody yesterday. Like, what is it going to take to have some kind of internal solidarity? What is it going to take? Like, I think everybody's been probably watching this "Who Killed Malcolm X" documentary, and Malcolm X was pe- preaching a very specific message. It is up to us to improve our lot in life. No one is going to help us. No one is going to advocate for us. It's not it their is responsibility. Up to us. It is not their responsibility. They've done what they've done to us, and it is our job now to rise above it and make it better. Mm-hmm. So he's making a very clear point, but that's a political point. That's black that's consciousness. Ve- that is a very political point, which is very unpopular and i feel like we've skirted that conversation for a long time people don't like the bill cosby's of the world and the respectability politics of the world and to a certain degree i'm with that like i consider myself relatively liberal like i'm okay with you know i I just think about lizzo she comes to mind just all the conversation about her and black you know when it comes to like body politics just just body politics and how big you should be or how small you should be or what you should be is wearing. That politics or is that like all of that society? stuff all of that stuff I'm pretty liberal on, right? 
But when it comes to the brass tacks of things, like how we relate to each other, our crime statistics, our education statistics, our wealth acquisition, I think there's some serious conversations to be had. And I wonder if we are sidestepping them by looking outwards. I think these conversations are internal conversations. I think they're conversations we need to have with ourselves. They They don't include white people or others. I agree, and I think it needs to be, like you said, an internal conversation amongst minorities that, yeah. you know, support your own businesses. Start your own businesses, number one. Support each other's businesses. But also, that comes with being that the the majority, I don't want to say white people, because I feel like I'm just... Yeah, it's not, it's it, not necessarily polar, I feel black, like, white. I feel like I'm polarizing you know, it I when I you. say white people. It's not necessarily black, white, but historically, it's been black, white. So, I, I feel like when you... When you when you as a minority, Spanish, black, Chinese, whatever it is, you come in and you create a product, you open up a restaurant, you open up something, the quality of your service has to be just as good as everybody else's. <clears throat> Jamaican restaurants. Well, yeah. You can't even get extra gravy. Can I get you some gravy? You can't even get gravy on your oxtail. Can I get some gravy? So your quality of service has to be just as good as a Chick-fil-A. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You want people mm-hmm. to smile. Mm-hmm. You, I, I want, yes, thank you. Can I help you with this? Can I, that's can all I, I hear when I go for some stupid. That's fish. what I'm trying to tell you. So it has to be good because now, you know, I hate to say this, but as much as there is discrimination going on in society today, there really isn't anywhere a black person can't go that a white person can go. This is what I'm saying. Is it time for an internal discussion I think of we, exactly. what we can do? I feel like the reins... To a large degree, there is still disparities. Dis- yes. There's still disparities. There's still we're still less likely to get a business loan. We're still less likely to get a mortgage in a good neighborhood. We're still less likely to get good jobs based on our name. I mean, I don't even we're know about all less, that. No, it's true. Those are all mortgages true. Mortgages and Those business all true. loans. All true. All if true. If your finance and your credit is all, right, you think no, you don't no, get it? No, all true right now based mm-hmm. on race and name for the jobs, but with those minimized obstacles. What are we doing? And it's it's really like I keep saying, it's not a blame the game. It's more so a strategic conversation. What are we doing now? Now that these obstacles, there are still obstacles, but now that these obstacles are somewhat reduced, somewhat. what are we doing to overcome them? I'm really impressed by the different coalitions that get together to have, what was it that I, I went to a, um, er, I, told, I said this on last podcast, but I went to a, um, was it the Urban League? The Urban League had a had a um event that I went to, and they have this black bazaar, mm-hmm. where it's like a marketplace, and all of these different black vendors come out to buy different things. Mm-hmm. I'm with it. Nah, listen, I I agree. I think we should be supporting our own. We should be eating, shopping, you know, buying clothes, you know, whatever. And I know we don't have enough people doing it to support the whole black community. We're still gonna have to go mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. Bloomingdale, Nordstrom, and buy polo or buy whatever. But we can get there. Mm-hmm. Whether it's in my lifetime or my kids' lifetime, well, I would we love can get to there. see two things. I would love to see a big black-owned department store, and I would love to see a big black-owned supermarket chain. Well, maybe you could be the first. Those are two big things. Where we spend a lot of our money and are not getting anything. Not, 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 it's, not that funny I, it's, it's, it's easy to say because I don't think the average white person is getting anything back from Bloomingdale's. But what I'm saying is that 
in all of these big box businesses, but that's how they create, we're not represented. Yeah, but you got to create the generational wealth. Like, the, but that's the, what I'm the, saying. The At least there's richest, Mr. and Mrs. Bloomingdale's and their children. No, but like we the, have none of that. Like the, the the one of the richest people in the world, a guy who owns or is a CEO for the company that owns like Louis Gucci, Hennessy, all those companies, mm-hmm. whatever. That ain't there ain't no black people in there. At <laughs> least his kids will live off of that. What I'm, what I'm saying, saying is that we're not represented amongst the leadership of the places in which we spend most of our money. That's not right. Every time I go around the corner to my... I live in Brownsville. Every time I go around the corner to go grocery shopping, which I don't really shop there like that, it is a Korean food bazaar. Mm-hmm. A Korean-owned grocery store that has literally 99.8% black clientele. Well, and that's Why don't thing. we have grocery stores in our own neighborhoods? But that's the thing. They have the money, number the, one. But that's my point. And we need to be cater, represented. They cater to the black people. And black people are so, like, simp- not, not, not all of us, but... We'll just go there because, you know what? They got that special curry that we can't find anywhere but Trinidad, and they got it here. You know what I'm saying? They got everything that we would usually want. They no, have all I this think, stuff. But the on, honest to God, every time I go there, I'm like, oh, oh, you got kombucha now? Oh, oh you got organic tofu now? Like, like, they are definitely a decent supermarket. I'm not even going based on the qualitative differences. I just don't understand why we can't have our own supermarket chain in our own neighborhoods. What? They have the whole they have the supermarket and then they have the entire lot of land next to it for storage of products. That's how much inventory they're moving. And you look all over Brooklyn, food bazaar, food bazaar, food bazaar. It's food bazaar and it's ideal. Those are the two big chains they get money. in black neighborhoods. How many of them are black owned? Yeah, but how many black people have the resources? This is my point. Like, these are the internal discussions we need to be having. Black people have money. Buy the resources. Buy the land. Black people have money. We need to be having these conversations to put our money together and make shit happen. Even if if we have the money to buy them out. So we're going to buy you out. Start our own franchise. Let's just start from that because we ain't buying no Koreans out. Well, you never know. But buy them out. Whatever it is. Develop. Get the land. Build a supermarket. Whatever it is you got to do. I could see us creating, and like I I was just telling somebody earlier, like I have ideas for days. Terminal Market. You've been to the Brooklyn Terminal Market? Where is that? In Decap? No. It's over in Canarsie, back by like going towards Gateway. Not Gateway. What's that? Avenue D. Avenue D over there. Yeah, exactly. Over there, back by Avenue D, Foster, all of that. If you are Caribbean, African, whatever, you go in there to get your special seasonings, your special ground food, all your different stuff. Why don't we have a food chain where they're selling all of that plus more? The Koreans can go and find it. The Koreans got every type of yam, every type of curry, like you said, every type of everything. Why can't we go find that and create our own inclusive supermarkets that have everything we want, run, owned, operated, profiting from black people? Yeah, I think we can, but maybe we should start this. Maybe that, that, maybe that, maybe we want to do something. Maybe we should start... Looking into ways to further the advancement, in, in the words of Malcolm X, further the advancement, oh no, this is W.E.B. Dubois, further the advancement of the Negro. But this is my thing, like these are the internal discussions that I feel like we are skirting. We've created a, 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 a pariah against having these discussions. We call it respectability politics, we call it blaming the victim. And, and I, I really do align myself with a lot of those theories. There are instances where we're blaming the victim. There are instances where we're just judging people off, off of nonsense. But then there's also space for the 
productive strategic conversations about how we align ourselves and group ourselves to actually do better our country's not going to do it well listen guys if you guys any if you guys can um help us out and give us ways to help us to, out to find, <laughs> to find a solution to this problem because this is a, we could go all, all day for this but we we're gonna move along but i do feel like our listenership based on you and i and where we've been throughout life i i, I really am curious to know what you all think what you all because i sometimes feel so conservative and it scares me because i don't consider myself a conservative well you but can I come do, with me on saturday mornings and no, hand no, out no, maga, no, maga no, stuff no, 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 no. <laughs> listen anyway what's going on you seen about this coronavirus yo you said you're not eating chinese food no more and nah. i was like first of all i was like that's stupid and then like five seconds later i was like yeah now you wanted me to go to some restaurant in chinatown I'm i like, did bruh, i tagged you on something bruh not going over there because you don't know but that you know, dude he just came back from Wenjun province and he's he trying to make you some a chicken. lot of the influencers are posting chinatown pictures now trying to help them boost their they good their sales. i'm good when they get coronavirus then i'm good i'm gonna stay away from that for I a little think bit these are new pictures until posting. yeah they probably posting some old joints I'm going to stay away until they get a handle on this. Because this is, I told you, this is biological warfare that China's doing. Cause you they don't, really think that? Uh, facts. Facts. I believe Why? It. Because because we keep messing with them and trying to restrict them? Yeah, we're putting all these taxes on them. They get, they're paying out the nose just to import products. I already know that this is some, the guy, the president of China knew about it. Didn't say nothing. He did. So, you already know. He's like, all right, let it rock. And... <laughs> They had all those protests over there. He's like, all these people protesting. All right, let's let this virus rock out. We're gonna kill off. They got, they got too many people over there. They got This is like, this is like political Darwinism, is what it is. They just gotta kill off people and let them reduce the population numbers. That's all it is. And then now all these cruises are coming down with all these things. I love cruising. Nine cruises, I think I've been on. If I do the math correct, I love it. But now I'm actually over cruising. Yeah, you but are. We'll but talk I, about that I, in a minute. I, I love cruising. Uh, but I'm not gonna go on one for a while because last cruise we went on, my pops got sick. He was quarantined. He was quarantined. Dad was quarantined for two days. We did not. Everybody, said, you seen your father? You seen your father? Yeah, no, he's, no, he's locked I haven't, up. I haven't. He's in he house can't arrest. leave his room. They bring him a specific menu. They put three tape. Times on, they put day. tape on the door. They will not let him leave his room. Isn't that crazy? I'm, I'm not paying all this money to go on a cruise and you lock me in my room. Somebody got distracted. I would out. go so crazy. I have issues with authority in that regard. I would lose my mind. Somebody trying to lock me in my room. I'm jumping out the balcony. Yeah, somebody got straightened me I'm out. I'm calling. I'm calling international cops. Well, like I would not be able to deal. I'm not. I'm not doing it. After I spend for six channels, I got six channels and no internet all day. Nah, bro. Somebody got six channels is generous to be honest. Nah, you got more channels than that. Depends what boat you on. I remember the one cruise I went. I watched Blade all day. That was like. 20 years ago really <laughs> 20 years ago probably literally what's this literally it he was he made a movie since <laughs> Too Wong Fu and you over here talking about Blade Wesley Snipes looks good now not like like good like I wanna smash it's like good like Whoa. he's aging well Whoa. well Wesley Snipes doesn't pay his taxes so <laughs> wow you're just gonna <laughs> legacy mm. important question uh, oh, oh, oh <laughs> listen important questions about legacy so Snoop apologized to Gail this week yeah well, what is he apologizing for cause he blasted her for interviewing Lisa he Leslie he called her a dirty dog face bitch and oh. had people Ooh. send death Wait, threats to her he said he called her a dirty dog face bitch something like that that's harsh. I mean, it can't No, it was like super that. harsh. He said, this was the funny part, and Charlamagne said, who was he talking to? He's recording a video, and he's like, you know what, Gail, you, 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 and he looks at somebody, he's like, should I say it? Yeah, I'm going to say it. You dirty dog face bitch. And wow. I said, who, 
Who wow. gave him the okay in the corner over there? I mean, I can see what he's going with the dog face thing, but I mean, right. I don't think she's a bitch. But <laughs> Wait, so you're going to co-sign the dog face part and not the bitch part? Well, I mean, I'm just saying how she looks. I mean, she Wait, I got to bring up her picture She now. could be... Whatever. We're not getting into this. I'm not bringing her down. Snoop, you're not bringing me to your level. I'm just saying, she... I think that's a little harsh for Snoop. She does not But have what a does dog she face. do that why he's calling her out? Because She accepted his apology. I just... But, no, but what does she do it. why he called her... No, he's mad at the. He's mad at her bringing down his leg, legacy in that in that epi, in that interview with uh, Lisa Leslie. Shorty, yeah, totally. I, I listen. We we had this conversation last week, didn't we? About no, but what do you think about his apology specifically? Did, how did he apologize? I, I don't know. That's a good question. We don't have enough intel. Here. I, just let's just assume he said sorry. On, I mean, inter- on Instagram. I mean, you could do whatever you want and say sorry. So I guess all apologies are accepted. But do you now. think he should have apologized? What do you think his reasoning is? I'll start. I think that his that his uh, powerful friends co-signed like, that yeah, are got- aligned with CBS politics and interests. I don't think he has powerful friends like that. You don't think so? No. Nah, I think he's he does. Snoop. He's not like Snoop is friends with Martha Stewart, bro. Yeah, that's fine. But what do you think? Martha Stewart said Snoop. Like good fellas, no, I don't you think she go did. <laughs> but you forget how long Snoop has been rich. I think Snoop actually does have powerful friends. I don't know. I don't, I don't think Snoop is getting calls from political people saying just not political by any means. Powerful just powerful people. people. Like I Obama's think so. calling them. Like you can't do that to oh, Gail. Obama's not. I don't think Obama's looking out for Gail. I'm talking about execs, people that are associated with the money he makes, endorsements, things like that. Maybe. I mean, she deserves an apology. I don't think he was right for calling her a dirty dog face bitch. First things first. <laughs> I mean, she, she does not it. look like a dog. Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I agree. He should, she should apologize. That's that's, that's what it is. That's rude. But that's not how we do things. I, yeah, he's entitled to his opinion. I mean, I, I don't think her interview questioning was out of line. She's a journalist. Oh, that's right, you did say that. She's a journalist, bro. You gotta, I think it was out of line. I don't. Just because just because he's Kobe and he died tragically doesn't mean he wasn't. Who he was back in the day, whether it was true, whether thing. it was not true, yeah. but you can't just say I'm never gonna bring it up because I'm black. No, no, I don't think that was it. That's what it was. <laughs> I don't think that was it. I think no. it was because he died so tragically. Well, but that was the. Well, what? you saying she shouldn't bring it up so soon? Yes, I think it was insensitive. Nah, you, come on, you're a journalist, man. That's J- what journalism journalists do. has no sensitivity. No, you gotta you gotta report the facts and the news to people. The people want to know. The people need to know, and that's your job is to inform the people. With the information as you get it, as truthful as you receive it, there's no you can't Listen, you can't hide it. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. I'm just, you know, I don't know. I, I think it was a little inappropriate. I think I think nah, I, I think I think Gail chose her business professional what do you thought process over her black solidarity. Nah, it doesn't mean respect my no, people. Nah, I don't. I don't consciousness. Agree. I think she's. I don't have no problem with Gail. Gail, you keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> Call them out. This is Call, keep this calling is, out. Keep look, calling out these black men, Gail, seen, Russell seen, Simmons, Snoop. You listen, keep call, Kobe. Listen, you call listen. them out. Have you seen Alex in his house at six a.m. on a Sunday? Is my only question. Well, I mean, check the Trump parade ground or whatever it is. Check the Trump. Uh, yeah, you gotta check the closet where I keep all the paraphernalia and yeah, the please, leaflets to hand please, out. Please, because I swear my brother. You out keep here saying this, but you're gonna have people thinking I'm, I'm not. Mornings. But I'm. I'm. Listen, I'm in a, I. I, I am an American. You're just a conservative black American. You're like Glenn Lowry. Who? This conservative intellectual. I'm not even that conservative because I'm. I don't care about gay rights. I don't care. You could be gay. You can do all of that. I don't care about none of that stuff. You could. I don't even care about drugs. Oh. I would. I would allow drugs. I would allow 
all of that stuff. I don't care about none of that because you know what? It's gonna happen anyway. I hmm. let the government get a piece, start taxing it for all I care. Hmm. But I just I I want to see as much money as my paycheck as I can. That's what I want to see. So wait, did you decide what you're giving up for Lent? I know we talked about this last week, but you, my friend, didn't make a decision. Mm. And today you kind of hinted that you made a decision, but now you're wavering. So I need you to call it out for the people to keep you accountable. I, Jessica Renee. Drum roll, please, ladies and gentlemen. In the Lord's year of 2020, I'm going to give up all. Alcoholic spirits. Wow. For the Lenten. See, I said th- I, 2020. I said this with no problem last week because I've been talking about it for a while. I've been scaling I've back. I've never in my life given up alcohol. Well, that's a problem. I've never in my life not drank every day I felt like it. Well, <laughs> that's a good way to put it because nobody can tell you how you feel. So. <laughs> no, but I mean, in general, I've never like gone through a period where I was like, I'm not drinking right now. I've never been that person. I've never... Tried to restrict myself, never thought it was a good idea, never thought I should, never tried it, never anything. Well, never been taking you medication. Heard, you heard nothing. it here first. I remember I got my tooth extracted. And I got, like, the doctor No drinking. Like, and you washing down Oxycontin that. with Tennessee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck that. I won't drink it through a straw. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Listen, you heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. She is giving up alcohol. So if any of you guys yeah, I'm going to be recording this podcast her. like this. Yeah, hello. yeah, hello. Hey, how you doing? I'm going to be like Charlie Rose. We, we might, hello, everyone. Listen, we might go on another break for Lent. <laughs> but, uh, hello, you heard it here is, first. This She's is Sunday up. night, February 27th. I am Jessica Bradley. I, think, I, have even, I think even those dudes would probably drink it. But oh, they would definitely drink it. Mad Men? You heard it here first. She's giving up alcohol. I, I still I have been, one more week next Sunday. If I backslide by next Sunday, it doesn't really count. I've been stating I'm giving up alcohol. So you're going to see me. Looking slim and trim out here because the alcohol is not going to I go out to eat all the time. Imagine how much money will be saved if I don't drink. Did you see the dunk contest last night? No, I wanted to. And I saw, I saw, oh, can I tell you about Zaya? And can we just show a moment of respect for Zaya? Zaya. Zaya Dwayne Wade's daughter. But uh, so. I don't know who that is. But he put a. Listen, there was a video about the dunk contest, and Dwayne Wade looked super amazed at this really, really, really good dunk, actually. So someone, this is a random NBA account. This is not the NBA account. This is not the the All-Star Weekend account. Nothing like that. Some random Explore account. The person, like, he looked so amazed at this great dunk. And somebody in the comments tagged, this was Dwayne Wade's face when Zaya told him the news. Oh, my goodness. But listen, Zaya's brother came back, Zaire. I said, that shit is whack, bro. Hmm. I said, listen, Zaya has an army. Yeah, of course. She has Zai, she has Gabrielle Union, she has Dwayne Wade, she has her brothers. Like I could not be more happy for this kid. Mm-hmm. There are kids who are out there literally committing suicide, killing themselves, taking drugs, cutting themselves, not eating, all types of devastating things because they are who they are. Mm-hmm. And this kid has immense support. Listen, if there is a playbook to be written, a handbook to be spoken, this is it. The fact that on a random account, her brother was up there standing up for her, I am into Wait, it. Wait, her or him? It's a it's a her, I believe. No, he, it's him. His son came out and said that I'm talking about Zaya. I think Zaya is a female. I don't think so. I think, I don't know the name, but I know his son came out and said he was gay. Yes. And that's the one we're talking about? Zaya. Why are you saying it's her then? 
her his son that was born a male, the youngest one, mm-hmm. not Zaire, the one that's been pictured with LeBron's son that's a basketball player, the younger son. I'm all confused now. You I, know Dwayne Wade has more than one son, right? Yes. So he has an older one who plays basketball, Zaire. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's not and the one that came out young, and said he was gay. No. Okay. There is a younger son. That said he was gay. I don't remember his ex- I don't remember his original name, to be honest. So he came out and said he was gay and he wants to be a woman now. Zaya is his name. It's right. her name. But it Oh, you're saying her to be politically correct, but it's really a guy. Well, what are we talking about here? <laughs> like, is, is this? Is this? Listen, real? listen. Does listen. he have any daughters? Let's uh, let's start from fundamentals. Actually, I think he does have like a secret daughter, but he also has Kavya, the queen. So, he has a daughter. He has a baby daughter. At least one daughter. Yes. But this is I'm not talking, talking about, about the son that he he gave birth to a son who then changed his gender or discovered his true okay, gender. So this is the same. To become Zaya. This is the, the same kid. Yes. Okay. Because I'm, you got me confused. You're saying her. I'm all you're, I'm you're saying. You're overly politically correct on this podcast because I'm like her. What are we talking about? This is it him? She is her now. Well, now he is her now. Yes, now <laughs> that's going to be a sentence that we will become used to. He is he her, is her now. Her. He yeah. is her. I think Jay Z said that in the song. She but. is him. He is her. I is he. Yes. Like we are going to become comfortable with all of this eventually. See that? And that's the liberal in me. I don't give a damn. You mean about. the conservative in you? No. The liberal. I don't really care. You could be, you want to be. Oh, well, yeah, 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 yeah. You want to be a. That's wanna... my thing. I don't understand why people are so pressed. What the hell does it have to I do with to you? I used to care. I, but now I don't care. I'm going to care when my kids come home and say, you know, Daddy, I think I want to be a girl. What you going to say? No. You're not going to be like Dwayne Wade and Gabriel Union? No, I'm not going to be that comfortable. What are you going to say? No. You going to Kevin Hart route? Like throw them over the balcony or something? I don't think Kevin Hart did that. But uh, no, I'm just going to be like, no. What is wrong with you? Smack him upside the head and be like, yo, this is what it is. Stop, stop with the foolishness. Listen, when they want you to present the Grammys in a few years, I hope you're ready to apologize for this statement. I'm not apologizing for it. I, I, it is what it is. I don't, okay. I'm, my, my, my daughters come home and say, I want to be a guy. I'm be like, no, you're not a guy. And what did they say? I feel like I am, and I always have felt like I am. Let's role play. Dad, I feel like I've been a guy for my whole life. I've been really uncomfortable in my gender role. I want to become a woman. I want to start taking. I, I want to become a guy. I've been. I've started taking steroids and different things to become a guy. It's going to cost me about twenty four thousand dollars. I'm going to take out a business loan. I want to become a guy, and in about five years, I will be a guy. I'm going to say, you don't know what you're talking about. But I do because I feel like I my whole life I've been in the wrong body. Why, why do you feel like that? Because I like guys. Because you things. saw me stand up and pee. I don't. You can't. You tired of sitting down and pee? I do no. want to stand up and pee, but I also am attracted to. Women in a okay, that's masculine fine. way. You could be attracted to women in a masculine man. If you want to be a lesbian, then you go No, ahead. but I actually want to be a man. You can't be a man. But I, through sexual changes, I can have male anatomy. That's not natural. But it's not about being natural. It's about being true to myself. You could be true to yourself without having to do anatomically. No, I can't. Yes, I can. need to change my anatomical. Don't condition. make me cut you in your- <laughs> Don't make me bust your head in here. <laughs> <laughs> it was going so well. And now your child doesn't speak to you anymore. <laughs> Now they're in therapy because you don't accept them. Well, I'll visit them in therapy. <laughs> what? It's not a place to go. What is wrong with you? <laughs> that's, that's not gonna happen. That's not gonna happen. I don't care. If she wants to be a lesbian. That's fine. That's but one she less, can't be a. She one can't less wedding be, I have to pay for. She all right. That's but she can't be like she can't just change her gender. Like you're gonna be a girl dad forever. I, I'm not that liberal. Okay, so there's gradations of this. Because I think this if is you the honest to be a boy, conversation if you we need to, to have. If you wanted to be a boy, I could have treated you like a boy this whole time. 
I would have been punching you. I would have been putting you, you in football. Punch them now. No, I would have put you in football. I would have been having you out there doing stuff like you shoveling snow with me. I wouldn't have been buying you Valentine's Day cards. There's a whole bunch of stuff that I wouldn't have done if you told me you wanted to be a boy. Why can't you buy your son Valentine's Day cards? Because he's not my Valentine. Why not? You don't love him? He's supposed to get Valentine's Day cards for women. Why? Or men if he likes men. But, I mean, you can't just be on the fence about it. So why can't he be your Valentine? Because I don't want to be his Valentine. I'm his, va- I'm his mom's Valentine. Okay. Can't just, what do you think this is? It's a free-for-all? <laughs> everybody's, everybody's Valentine. Everybody's, no, no. I'll get my daughter's Valentine's Day gift because I want them to see how they should be treated as a, as a guy should treat them. They should buy them Valentine's Day stuff. But they should also buy me something for Valentine's Day because they got to buy their husband. What'd they get you? Nothing. <laughs> they're learning terrible. This is terrible. I mean, I'm already starting off on the wrong foot. They didn't get you a nice card? Nobody Alex got made a anything. really nice card. Yes, yeah, she did. But she made that. She showed it to It was everybody. for Sydney. It was for everybody. Oh, I like her style. One for all. Well, that's what next, next year, I'm going to get one. She said she made it for Sydney. No, maybe she did. Hi, Sid. You can't hear this. But next year, I'm going to buy one box of chocolate, and they can all have one piece. Wow. Right? Oh, That's fair. how a man should treat them? Well, <laughs> what kind of man? You're going to give them to a pimp. It's reciprocal. <laughs> it's reciprocal. <laughs> what kind of man are you training them for? Here's your piece. Here's your piece. Well, I'm going to have to approve any guy they come home with anyway, so. You're going to do like the Mike Lowry on them? I'm going to do like the 50 Cent. What's that? He's Did you see that movie, like um, nice The Den of Thieves? No. When his daughter was going out with this dude, and he had all the thugs in the gym in the garage working oh, out. Oh, no. So you got Mike Lowry him, basically. But it's worse than Mike Lowry. Yeah. He's like, for 18 years, I've been responsible for safety. And for the first time, I'm interested in you. All right. <laughs> you better. What happens to her? You see all these guys in here? <laughs> Oh, <laughs> it's gonna be you versus us if that's the case. And he's like, oh, okay, sorry. I would leave. <laughs> like, listen, yo, you sound like you a little high. I, I, I'm gonna holler at you in the in the hallways. And I'll be like, that's mad pressure. I'll be like, baby, he wasn't the one for you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, shit. You, the FBI is the one for her. Like, when you put all that pressure on it. Well, you know, listen, she, she, she can't. If he can't cut the mustard, he can't cut the mustard. Mm. Anyway, what you looking forward to, man? I want to go to Nairobi in the fall. Nairobi. Hey, Roby, that was the, the name of uh, Zimba's girlfriend, wasn't it? No, no. Who the Zimba. Simba. Zimba, Simba. Okay. <laughs> no, Simba. Simba. But Nairobi. I want to go to Nairobi in uh, the fall. I've been uh, searching Airbnbs again. Mm. Well, I am getting ready to go to London. Yeah, Yeah, meet me at the London. Hey, that's a theme song. Is that place, a song? Huh? Yeah. So I'm going to London tonight. Tonight I'm leaving to go to London. I'm excited for you. Yeah, and uh, we're gonna be in here in your house. Yeah, you guys. I'm gonna sleep in your bed. You got that nice Tempur-Pedic joint. No, I have a sleep number, but uh. Either way, it's better than my BJ's mattress. You never know. You never know the squeaking. Some people like them springs. No, I'm about to recline that shit all night. But yeah, I'm going to London. We're gonna see any, any people, anybody who's in. Uh, well, by the time this goes to your like ears, six, six listeners. I'll be back from London. So. Oh, that's true. But, um, yeah, I'm going to London tonight, and uh, I'm going to have a good time. You're going to a soccer game? Yeah, I'm going to a Manchester versus Chelsea game. That's big. If you watch soccer, you know how big that is. How big? Huge. 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 In my Donald Trump voice. (laughs) (laughs) Well, listen, guys. We appreciate you guys listening. Uh, We'll be back next week when I get back from London. I can't wait to tell everybody how it was, and I'm sure you can't wait to tell everybody how Atlanta was. Did you tell anybody you're going to Atlanta? No, you didn't no, tell everybody. No, I forgot to tell them. But I'm going to Atlanta this week, and I plan. I went to Atlanta last week before I went to Colorado, and 
I was there for one night, ordered some ribs, macaroni and cheese, and collard greens and yams from my favorite Atlanta place. Anything Busy, special going on in Atlanta? Busy Bee Cafe. Uh, this week? I don't know. I'm I'm working. I'm working remotely, so I'm going to be working during the day. So it'll be the evenings in which I explore Atlanta. Okay. Okay. Well, we're gonna have a full pe- a full packed episode for you next week because we're gonna have to talk about London. We're yes. gonna talk about Atlanta and whatever else happens from now till next week. So I'm super excited. Until next week, saying? ladies and gentlemen, we will holla at you. Yo. I- I'll see you later. Peace out. Peace out.